This is Adam Barr. Welcome to the Organic Outreach Podcast. Together, we're learning how to influence our world and share our faith naturally. We do this by providing resources, leading cohorts, and equipping leaders through conferences and intensives. At Organic Outreach International, we believe every Christian plays a part in fulfilling the Great Commission, and this podcast can help you do that. You know, I hope you've been enjoying this podcast. It's been so much fun to have great conversations with leaders from across the kingdom and to learn some things from them. Uh, today, we're going to do something uh, just a little different. I'm, I want to give you a chance to hear from Walt Bennett. Uh, Walt Bennett is the executive pastor for Organic Outreach, and he's going to share a little bit about what's going on with the ministry. Um, I hope that not only have you been personally growing and learning and being inspired, my hope is that these podcasts will lead you to look a little bit deeper as well um, through the Organic Outreach website and the books and those sorts of things. We also are doing this because we need your prayers. Uh, so we ask you to be in prayer for this ministry. It's a, it's a real ministry, real people having a real impact uh, for the kingdom. So it's, it's important for you to know what's going on if you're going to be praying for us. So hopefully all those things are going to happen today. So uh, without further ado, enjoy this conversation between myself and Walt Bennett. Well, I'm sitting here with Walt Bennett. He's the executive pastor of Organic Outreach International. He's my boss. He's the guy who has the vision, the passion. He's driving, he's running, he's gunning, he's going. He's been busy, I know, for the last few months. And Walt and I have been talking about having a conversation because I know you uh, are loyal listeners. You want to know how are things going with Organic Outreach. So, Walt, first of all, how are you doing, my brother? I am doing well. We've gone through just a wave of activity, and and uh, you know, I still continue to balance uh, responsibilities with Organic Outreach International as well as my responsibilities at Shoreline Church. And and fortunately, we're heading into a, a period where I'm going to be able to hand a lot of that off. So I'm I'm looking forward to having more bandwidth uh, to dive more into content development, some other things that we've been kind of putting off. But uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm 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 tired but energized. You know, that's one of those things, uh, and that's a behind-the-scenes thing that a lot of people don't know because they don't, they're don't they not necessarily aware of the background of, of how organic outreach functions. But, you know, a lot of people, they, they hear these people who are consultants and they come in and they give advice and they're like, yeah, but what do you really know? Um, I think it's important for people to know that you, as, uh, as a leader at Organic Outreach International, th- this ministry actually grew up in the context of a local church being led by pastors of a local church, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, uh, you know, and, and we'll continue to be, even, even after I hand off some of my responsibilities uh, that I currently have with Shoreline, I'm still going to be engaged with that. And, and we really look at Shoreline Church as being kind of our laboratory. And, right. uh, you know, we're learning stuff all the time from the churches that we're working with and that we're coaching and, and we'll come up with new ideas and we come back and try them here and, and you know, try different iterations of it and figure out what works. And then we incorporate that into our training and teaching. And uh, it's, it's really been a great laboratory experience, but, but it is a whole, it's a whole different thing um, to be able to stand in front of, of pastors and church leaders uh, as I'm sitting here explaining, you know, something that we think they can use to help their church move forward. But I'm explaining it from this perspective that I'm in a church yeah. and doing this. Week and, in, week out. Yeah. So this isn't this isn't theoretical. It's not you know it's not in the textbook somewhere. Um, this is stuff that we're living out. And and as I said, I mean our our training and teaching is constantly evolving, just based on what we're learning. And and the nice thing is now, you know, we we have a laboratory far beyond just 
Shoreline Church. We have all the other churches that we're working with. I coach about 95 uh, pastors and denominational leaders every month. And I'm hearing stories of what's happening in their churches. You know, every church is from 12 members up to, you know, 5,000 members and more. Um, and, and just learning and hearing. And we're able to, to just bring all that together and share that uh, going forward with everybody new we work with. That, that's awesome. How, 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 has, what is, how have they helped shape what you guys are doing? I mean, how, how, how is the feedback coming back your way? Because it's not just you sharing information, it's you receiving information. What are some of the ways that that's, I think, improved, helped improve our, our approach to equipping churches to build outreach cultures? Well, one, one thing is, you know, we really emphasize, uh, or we try to emphasize that, you know, all the principles are, are there in the Organic Outreach for Churches book, and we teach the basic principles when we do you know, an intensive training, but, but we press uh, every single time, you have to contextualize it. And, and we, we always say, we don't know exactly what this looks like in your context, because we don't know the demographics of your church. We don't know the size of your church. We don't know, uh, you know the makeup of your board uh, and, and who you have to support. And so we always encourage contextualization. But even with that, people tend to want a formula and a recipe. And they're like, well, just, <laughs> I just want something. Give me exactly what I need to follow. Hmm. But as we engage with churches through the coaching process and we hear stories and we're able to you know, bounce back and forth with them, well, why don't you try doing it this way? Why don't you approach it from this? And then the next month they get a hear back and, and they say, well, hey, we did that. And it was great. This, is, this worked well. This one, not so much. And, and so we're we're learning more of the contextualization ourselves. So we can offer up, you know, even though our church is, is X size and X demographic, I can still provide insights that I've learned from the folks that we're working with that will be helpful for others. That are that's awesome. Well, that's the essence of wisdom, right? I mean, wisdom is knowledge rightly applied. So you, you guys definitely have knowledge based on your years of study, your years of work, uh, doing it yourself, but now you've, you've had opportunity to see multiple applications in a lot of different settings. That's great. So, um, you know, something interesting, just while we're on this, before we move on to some uh, news about organic outreach, um, you know, you and I were talking uh, recently about this kind of phenomenon of people on one hand, you know, they hear organic and they think, oh, it's just kind of, you know, loose, you know, no real system. And then you hear other people and they're like, you know, or again, I don't want a system, you know, uh, for, for something to grow and be organic, very often you need some kind of structure to support it. So what's that, that relationship between structure system and the organic nature of outreach? How do we bring both of those things so that something actually happens in the life of a church? How, how do you guys do that? How do we do that? Yeah. So the you know when we when we say organic outreach you know we're we're talking about the end result we're talking about the the human engagement the the relationships that people are building in their personal lives with with people that they interact with all the time and 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 doing that with an intentionality but in a way that's natural with who they are what they do uh, the people that they know that's the organic piece of it. Gotcha. The challenge is that that doesn't spontaneously happen. <laughs> uh, you know, as much as we'd like to think, you know, Christians are just bursting with the desire to to share this love of Christ with everybody that they run into. It just doesn't happen spontaneously, and and so that's where we have the 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 system part. You know, we talk about organic outreach as an operating system, and when we talk about that, we're talking about the context of within a church. We're right. talking about okay, how do we as leaders within churches empower equip and enable 
every Christian that comes to our church to go out and do this organic sharing, this organic uh, building relationships. And the reality is it doesn't happen without intentionality. And, right. and to build intentionality into it, you need to have some kind of a system that, that you're, you're intentionally recognizing who are the different players, what are the different levels, you know, we talk levels of influence, right. and how do you build a structure that, that you know, every 30 days, until Jesus returns, you're pouring intentionally into this to keep it moving forward. Um, and so that, that's the, the marriage of organic and system is, right. you know, if, you, if you look at most churches today, that they don't have, you know, they, they may have a, a line item in their budget for outreach, uh, they may have activities they do that are outreach, but if you explore what's the actual real outreach that's happening versus just good things that are being done, there's not a lot there. And, <laughs> and the, you know, we, we say we value it, but we don't, uh, we don't demonstrate that by really intentionally moving things forward. So, you know, or outreach itself in, in the context of, you know, real evangelism, um, that, that's not relationship over the head with the gospel. Yeah. Relationship evangelism. It's just not going to happen unless we intentionally pursue it. That's awesome. I, over the last, uh, about two and a half years, I've been, um, I started lifting weights. My dad was a weightlifter. So I, I sort of didn't do it for a long time because my dad sort of had the corner of the market on that sort of thing. The last couple of years I started lifting weights and it's one of the things that I discovered in that is it's amazing how, how, the, you know, you, you get to know your body and it's incredible what the body can do. It's incredible how the body can yeah. be transformed. And what you realize is it's natural. It's the, it's the nature of your body that if you do certain yeah. things, there are going to be certain results. But I'm going to tell you something really, like right now, getting there is, is it's never going to happen without a system. And the right. more I've gotten into it, the more I've loved the system. Like I look at different workout plans. I look at different programs or I look at different diet approaches, you know, all that kind of stuff. And what you find out is that that's the, the relationship. When you systematize and take something seriously and build it into the rhythm of your life, one of the amazing things that happen is that, that something, uh, there's a natural response. You're made to do it. Christians are made to reach out, made to share the gospel. But if there's not a system for inspiring them and motivating them, then they don't do it. Yeah. And, and, you know, for a church that, that just starts out with organic outreach or, or whatever you want to use to pursue driving outreach forward in your church, um, initially it's going to seem clunky. It's going to seem like this whole other thing we've, we've, you know, bolted onto the side of what we're already doing. But, but if you lean into it well, and if you, you kind of follow how things are laid out in organic outreach for churches, um, the, the goal is that within a few years, you'll be at that place that it comes more naturally. Yeah. That it's still a system, but it's a system that's, that's been grown into what you're already doing and it becomes just part of who you are. And then that 30-day rhythm just happens and you're not thinking about it as something exterior that we bolted onto it anymore. It becomes part of the culture of the church. That's the end goal. Well, it was, I, I'm the outreach influence team leader at our church. Um, I'm also the senior pastor. And I know we don't always recommend that everybody does that, but we, we, I felt like that was going to be important for us. And um, it was so cool. We started, you know, we were, were really intentional about doing this. And I had this experience a few months ago of walking, I was walking out towards the end of a staff day. And I look in our staff kitchen and my children's ministry coordinator is sitting in there. My children's ministry director is sitting in there and she has her whole team. And each one of these leaders leads a, a major ministry. 
And she's sitting there with them and she's moving through an organic outreach agenda. And this is, you know, we've been talking about like how the levels of influence work. So she's on our outreach influence team and then she goes out and now she's pouring this into her people. And I, I now am hearing those leaders who are, uh, some of them are on staff. Um, I hear them talking about it and I hear their teams talking about it. It's just, you see it happen and it takes, it does take time. I mean, for us, it took time. It's even some convincing, you know, to get some of your staff members to say, now, how is this not just one more meeting in my day? Okay. Right. But once you start doing it and you start seeing the, the, the natural outflow of this system, man, it's exciting. Yeah. So, so Walt, um, uh, what are some of the things that have been going on over the last few months for you and for organic outreach? Well, we've been on the road. Tell some, tell yeah. some wins. Yeah. <laughs> we've been on the road. Um, I've spent, um, a few weeks over in India, following up on some partnerships that we began there last year, and uh, just some great movement happening there in a couple of couple of key spots in Vishkapatnam and in, in uh, uh, south of Hyderabad. We've got some in-country leaders that have got this uh, they've got this training down, and they are actually leading cohorts in India right now. Oh wow! Um, so that's continuing to move forward. Um, I've I've been doing trainings uh, you know, across the states, uh, about three or four different one-day trainings. Uh, Kevin and Sherry are actually headed to Australia. Kevin and Sherry Harney. Yep. Yeah, Sherry Harney. They're leaving next week. Uh, they'll be doing an intensive training in Australia and Melbourne. Um, and uh, and actually on on April fourth. Tom Green, who's our outreach influence team leader at Shoreline and is also on the Organic Outreach International team, he, he coaches and teaches uh, outreach influence team leaders. Uh, he's going to be in Tyler, Texas, uh, participating in an event that Louis Plow Association is putting on for church leaders down there as a precursor uh, to my heading down there and doing a full one-day uh, Organic Outreach for Churches uh, mid-May. Um, and then I will be on May 30th. I'm going to be in Chicago, kind of a follow-up to Explore God Chicago, doing a one-day organic outreach for churches there. And on the same day, uh, actually the 30th and 31st, Kevin and Sherry Hardy are going to be down in the Orange County area doing a two-day intensive training. So uh, our, our schedule is kind of it, it, uh, humming along. Uh, we've got a lot of opportunities there, but we've got a lot of under the, you know, behind the curtains things happen happening as well before we go there let's just just back up for a second i mean you just you just rattled off a lot of really cool things that also represent broader partnerships um uh the luis palau association for example um for a lot of people you'll remember one of our first podcasts was an interview with kevin palau talking about uh the city fest that happened in my hometown grand rapids michigan and now explain just a, a little bit what, what you guys are doing in partnership with Luis Palau. What does that look like? So uh, we have a couple of things working right now. So um, our, our idea is to partner with them to help build momentum of a movement that will carry a city beyond the, the city fests that they've been engaged in. You know, they've been get engaged in these, these festivals. And I was just talking with Kevin uh, yesterday. And, and you know, one of the challenges they have is, is they're really limited. If they, if they limit themselves to these festivals, they can only do so many a year and can only reach so many people a year. And, and how do they evolve the organization to, to be able to do a broader work and, and have deeper impact? And, and part of that is helping to, to actually equip the cities uh, 
to to you know, the, the Christian leaders in those cities to be changing culture and carrying things forward. So we're partnering with them, and and so the so Grand Rapids. Just real quick, well, just, yeah. so when a, when a when a group of when you do one of these festivals, you pull together scores or hundreds of churches, right? And all those leaders. That's right. the target audience yeah. we're talking about here. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so last year, September was the, the culmination of that city fest that Louise Plow Association did. So they've been working awesome. for a year, had people on the ground, bringing churches together, getting everybody prepared for that. Mark Middleberg comes in and does training on, you know, how do you share your faith and how do you have confident faith? Um, and then they, it all builds up to this evangelism event and, yeah. and, uh, and, and that happened in September. So with that one, we're kind of doing follow on. So I'm actually going to be uh, in your neck of the woods uh, in, at your church yeah. <laughs> doing a one day uh, next week, uh, Organic Outreach for Churches, which is a follow on for those pastors. And, and, and anybody else who's in the Grand Rapids area. Um, and, and so that's kind of our first toe in the water with them. The Tyler, Texas, we're a little more ahead of the game because their, their main event in Tyler is next October. Okay. Uh, so we're so doing something. So the seed and lay the groundwork there. Exactly. And then our plan is to do a, a post event organic outreach for ordinary people training. Um, and, and we're seeing how these things go. And, and so the model, if this works well, is, is that we'll come in when they enter into an area the year before and start doing some, some training for, their, their partner churches, uh, to be able to build this, this foundation that, that builds up to the event and carries well beyond the event, that, that it becomes just part of their nature and, and, and they drive this down through their churches. Well, that's awesome. Uh, and, and then in addition to that, uh, we just launched a cohort that, and cohorts are how we do a lot of our, uh, one of our, our direct contact coaching. Uh, so a cohort typically consists of, you know, six to eight, uh, churches and I, I meet with those lead pastors every month for about 90 minutes. Well, we've got a cohort of Luis Palau uh, leaders within the Luis Palau Association, and and I'm I started meeting last month with them. We'll be meeting every month for a couple of years, um, and and we're really excited about that partnership because because that helps them totally understand this other piece of, of evangelism and, and how do we engage the churches that we're bringing around the table in, in driving it down through every member of their church to be doing evangelism. It's great to have the evangelism events and it's important, the work that they do and, and they, you know, have people bring folks to these evangelism events. We have gifted people like Andrew Palau uh, delivering messages and, and, and those are important in the scheme of things, but it's just as important to empower and equip everybody to move forward and keep That's that awesome. going. And we don't have to wait for those events. So, so there's, there's, there's been a partnership with the Luis Palau association. Um, I believe you guys, we, we just had a major event uh, with the Nazarene church as well, didn't we? We, we did. So denominationally, we've got a very strong connection with the Nazarene churches. They, they just had their, uh, their uh, conference for all of North America, uh, that they have every four years in Kansas City. And uh, we were there in February, Kevin and Sherry Harney and myself uh, and Robin Green, who's uh, our executive admin for, for OOI, and Tom Green. Uh, I'm sorry, Robin McGuire and Tom Green were there. And uh, Kevin, Kevin and Sherry and I did uh, all the training. We did the equivalent of an intensive training over the course of three days. And Kevin was actually uh, titled the Evangelist in Residence. Uh, oh, which is, cool. Uh, you know, for them to have a non-Nazarene, first of all, invite us in to come and do the training that we do, uh, but then to have him be the, the uh, evangelist in, in residence was, was awesome. That is um, incredible. 
a great endorsement on their part. We're working very deeply with them. I've got you know, half a dozen uh, cohorts of Nazarene churches that I lead, and we've got uh, four of their folks who are, are certified to lead cohorts, and they're actually leading cohorts as second, second generation. So, uh, and Kevin had, Kevin had the first five minutes of every main stage. Oh, wow. Uh, they hit on one organic outreach topic. It was, yeah, it was a great event. I think that's one of the things I've always loved about Organic Outreach International. It's it's that it's it's um it's absolutely laser focused on the gospel. It's laser focused on biblical truth, but it's not it's not exclusive to one group or one denomination or one tribe. I mean, you I I, I we're working with a lot of different a lot of different groups, a lot of different tribes, a lot of different ministries, a lot of different denominations, aren't we? Absolutely. And, and not just, you know, not just denominationally and, and, you know, parachurch ministries, but, but countries as well. You know, you start looking at other countries. I, I just finished writing a foreword. Um, we're, we're in the process of getting uh, or the organic outreach books translated into Telugu, uh, Hindi, Tamil, and Sinhalese. And, um, you know, the, the challenge is the, the books were written within a Western context. And, sure. and when you move into a country like India, for example, um, you know, the culture is a little bit different than what we have here. And, and some of the, the result is some of the examples that are in the book don't necessarily translate over well, but the principles absolutely do. The principles are denominationally agnostic and they're culturally agnostic. And so the foreword, basically, I took one example out of the, the Organic Outreach for Churches books, this idea of, of push pits. And, and I said, you know, the, the idea is in, in churches in, in North America, it's often that you'll walk into the lobby and they've got some world representation there with pushpins in it that represent minis, you know, missionaries that they're supporting financially. And, and the challenge with that is that the members who walk in through that lobby and see that and they know they wrote their check for a missionary, they, they, they pass that by and say, great, my outreach is done. <laughs> and that's the problem is yeah. they're not doing anything in their own backyard and, and, and they're not doing anything personally engaging in it. And, and so that example of that idea works here. But uh, one of our partners, uh, Sudhir Mekala in, in Bishop Putnam, uh, was doing training with us uh, at an organic outreach intensive last year. And, and he was part of our team and he helped us with this idea. He said, you know, for us, this is, you know, at two, two, three, four times a year, it's common for a pastor to take his congregation, they target a village, somewhere nearby, sometimes you know, a little ways away, and they all converge on that village on, on this one day, sometimes with megaphones, and they would just be blurting out the gospel and beating people over the head, and anybody who would listen, they'd be doing it. And he said, those are our pushpins, because yeah. in their culture, yes. everybody goes in, and they figure they went and did that, they don't have to do any other, they're done with their evangelism responsibilities, and, yeah. and that's it. And so yeah. that's their push pin. And, and so the, this forward I wrote kind of laid out that example and said, the reality is, in whatever culture you're in, soak in the principles of what we're talking about and identify how does that relate within your culture. And you'll find that there are things in every culture that, that are push pins. There are things that people say, great, I'm off the hook. I did that. I don't have to do anything else. Um, and, and so, you know, to, to your point, it's, you know, we're very agnostic denominationally, culturally, really doesn't matter. The principles are all biblical. And last I checked, the Bible was relevant to everyone. Amen. Amen. Well, um, and, and yeah, 
I, I'm excited by what has been happening and, and the news I've been seeing and, and the, 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 the role I've gotten to, to, to play and be, in, and be trained by you guys. I, I'm wondering if someone's listening right now, uh, how can people in our audience engage with organic outreach? Um, what are some of the key steps that they can take if they say, I really, I want to I get on board. I want to get engaged. I want to figure this out. What, what, what should we do? So uh, clearly it starts with, you know, understanding what this is all about. And, and that comes from reading the books. And, and we always recommend, you know, people say, well, what, what book do I read first? Or if I want to give it to my board, what do I do first? And, and we always say, start with organic outreach for ordinary people, because that helps to drive home our personal responsibility. Aside from any ministry responsibility, any of that, it drives home what's our personal responsibility as a Christian for doing outreach and what can that look like in a way that's natural and not, not uncomfortable for us. And, and once you get that under your belt, then start looking at organic outreach for churches and see, okay, this is how we can structure things within our church that we can actually make this part of who we are. Um, and, and once you've kind of got that, the website is is the, the universe of organic outreach resources. We've got so many things up there. We now have set, uh, six years of outreach influence team agendas. Which, um, so you can take one of these more. and start an influence team in your church with your leaders and you don't have to plan the meeting at all. You just get the, get the thing, you look at it, uh, prepare your heart, but it's all right there on an agenda. That's exactly. those of you who are wondering, man, how, can, how in the world can I do? I'm going to say I'm a busy senior pastor. I've got lots of staff in a growing church and it's wonderful. I go to the website, I print out the agenda. I look at it. The only work I have to do is the personal work of my own heart to be prepared for this. I can't tell you enough. If you are a leader and you want something, these outreach agendas are gold and they're just waiting there for you. And, and there are a lot of other resources there too, just beyond those agendas. We have uh, influence plans. When you, when you understand the six levels of influence, one of the biggest challenges we have is level three is the people who are on the outreach influence team. How do you pour into the next level down, which is all the people who work within that ministry? Well, we have examples up there, some sample, uh, sample plans for how a ministry leader would do that. One in particular I want to steer people to is the, the level three, level four influence plan that Kevin and I have for our leadership team, the equivalent of an elder board, uh, the board of our church. And, and we've got five and a half years of a roadmap in that plan for every single meeting you have. So we have a month with our board and we start every single meeting with anywhere from you know, 20 to 45 minutes of organic outreach. And, and that's entirely mapped out in that document that's under the level three, level four influence plans. And, and it even has a six month ramp up to, to bring your board up to speed on it. So I'd encourage you, if you're, if you're thinking about exploring this with your, with your church, start with your board yep. and start with that plan of just introducing this into your board meetings. You'll be amazed how smoothly the business part of the meeting runs when you start focusing on what's really important and why are we here. That's good. I'm actually using that very agenda because while I'm on the outreach influence team, I also have to lead this board. So I'm doing the level three to four myself, trying to take it from the influence team to our board. So I've been using that very agenda. It's awesome. And then one of the other things uh, we started introducing is, is this idea of, of coming, you know, when we first start with churches, 
And when we first started training, it's like, it sets your foundation. You know, is the foundation sound? Are you even ready to do organic outreach? And then we look at the you know, law of love, the love, looking at your whole church, love for, for God. Is, is there a genuine, deep, authentic love for God? Not just a, a, an obedience to, to do things because you have to, but because you desire to at, at, at the core of your soul. Um, the love for the church. Do people in your church really absolutely love your church? It's a place that they would invite people to knowing they're going to have a delightful experience there, whether they're a believer or not. Um, do you really have a deep seated love for the lost? The, the a love that reflects the way Jesus feels about the lost. So assessing those is key to deciding if you're ready to move forward. But it's also important as you move forward and things change to come back and reassess that every once in a while. Mm-hmm. So we've developed a, a, a tool to go back Periodically, you know, we recommend every year go back and look at three different audiences in your church. You look at uh, the the congregation of our church. We look at the board members in our church, and we look at the ministry leaders in our church. And from each of those perspectives, we look at each one of those laws of love and say, you know, let's grade it on one to ten. And and when you're done with that exercise, you look at the ones where you have the greatest opportunity for growth. That helps you plan for the next twelve months. What are we going to do intentionally to raise those numbers? Mm. to grow that up and keep a strong foundation under everything that we do. So there are a lot of, just a plethora of tools you'll find on there. We're continuing uh, to develop more tools all the time. And from what I understand, we're also looking at uh, potentially having a website update soon. Yes, uh, we're very excited about this. Uh, it's going to give us a lot more flexibility and uh, ability to add a lot more features to the website. We're anticipating a launch of that in April. Uh, we're just going over fine-tuning of some of the elements of it. And so, so things will look a little bit different. Uh, we're trying to keep it uh, somewhat the same, recognizing that we really need to improve our navigation on it. We need to make yeah. things easier to find. But we also don't want to have such a whole-scale whole change right off the bat that people are totally lost. So there'll, there'll be some things that look familiar, but we will be evolving that to be more and more functional over time. That's great. And I would encourage you, if you're a listener and you haven't yet registered on our website, to go ahead and do that. It's, I promise you, you're not going to get a bunch of spam email. It's just going to be a great way to go deeper, to get more information, and to become more engaged. So, well, Walt, I want to thank you so much for being on the program today. Always a pleasure. All right, good brother. God bless you. We'll be praying for you. All right. Thank you. Okay, bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. So many different things going on with organic outreach. God bless you guys. I want to also encourage you, help us get the word out by joining the Organic Outreach Media Squad. All you have to do is send an email to info at organicoutreach.org and let us know that you want to join the team. If you do, we'll send you one of our newly minted Organic Outreach Media Squad mugs. Just imagine how jealous your friends are going to be when they see you sipping your favorite beverage in one of these babies. I think you want to do it. Well, for now, (laughs) this is Adam Barr reminding you, Make time to share God's life today.